Welcome to session 193 of the Scanning School Podcast. This is DTV, or digital television. Is this the P25 killer? We're going to talk about this on today's podcast because there are several P25 systems that are out there that are getting completely knocked off the air by digital television stations. We're going to talk about why this is happening and what is being done to actually fix this problem and how long it's been going on for. So make sure you stay tuned on today's podcast. Now, again, all the notes from today's podcast can be found on our website over at scannerschool.com slash session 193. Today's podcast is sponsored by our two brand new training courses. Our free SDR course, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Software Defined Radio, will get you started with SDRs in an afternoon. We will show you what hardware and accessories to buy to get started with Software Defined Radio. Then we'll show you the step-by-step how-to to to install the drivers, tune your first frequency with SDR Sharp, and then have you monitoring digital at the end of this free course. Our advanced course continues with beginner's course left off and levels up your SDR experience. In this course, you'll learn even more about software-defined radio. We will show you how you can substitute an SDR for your high-end digital scanner, how to monitor HD radio, monitor trunk systems, and overhead data with Unitrunker, and even how to monitor all the talk groups on a system and never miss a beat with SDR trunk. You can sign up for both courses at courses.scannerschool.com. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com slash Patreon or www.scannerschool.com slash support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Arthur Huron, Bill Kay, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramblett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jay Haycock, Jack Barry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lynn Smith, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Robert, Robert Kanzler, Robert Kanzler, again, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Terry Weatherford, Tim Mazza, TJ, Todd Glendi, and William Arcand. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LAE. 
Now, as a reminder, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks now, I am looking for questions to answer on the very next Ask Scanner School podcast, which releases on the first Tuesday of every single month. You can submit your questions via our voicemail line over at 516-308-2885 or by using our SpeakPipe voicemail link or just leave us an email over at scannerschool.com slash ask. So today's podcast, we're going to talk about P25 and digital technologies on the UHF T-band. Now, we're going to refer back to several podcast episodes. Don't worry. We're going to summarize those sessions in today's session. And those sessions were session 149. We talked about the T-band buyback. Session 177, we had Larry, uh, I'm sorry, Lloyd Van Horn on. 182, we talked about skip, ducting, and propagation. And of course, last week's episode 192 was for frequency blocks and frequency allocations. So, Again, we're going to talk about some key points from all those sessions on today's podcast and how they kind of apply. But you can see this is why this is a series and how we keep layering on bits and pieces of educational content, I guess is the way to say it, when it comes to the scanner radio hobby. So last week we spoke about RF spectrum, right, and how it's broken down and ITU regions and everything else like that and why they're broken down, right? I know it was a really quick podcast episode but again to remind you manufacturers only need to build radios in certain bands right same with antenna manufacturers and repeaters and everything else like that right specifications are written for these certain regions of rf spectrum and this makes things a little bit more organized and easier for everybody who has something to do with the wireless spectrum now we also have primary and secondary uses, and here again in the US of A, UHF public safety was just 450 to 470. Hey, that pause was intentional there, by the way. I want to stress this out again. UHF public safety, 450 to 470. But like we talked about on session 149, and we talked about last week as well, there is the UHF T band. And the T band kind of talks about, or the T band is actually for. 70 to 512. Now, again, in the early 1970s, the FCC here gave permission on 11 major cities to use 470 to 512 as an additional public safety frequencies. Now, this is all part of the UHF T band, and that's how we get the T in UHF T. Now, these are all part of the UHF TV band, so that's how we get the UHF T band, the naming for T band, right? So, again, we talked about this last week. Let's about it again this week. Let me stress it out again. UHF was just 450 to 470. UHF TV, 470 up through 520-ish. So the UHF T-band was kind of 470 to 512, right? This covers UHF channels basically 14 to 20. Now, there's 11 cities now that have licenses, and they have basically a buffer of 50-mile radius around the center of these cities. Let's break it down here. A little dry, but I want to spell this out for you. So Boston, Massachusetts, or Boston, right? You guys have channel 14 and 16 tied up with public safety in the T-band. Chicago, or Chicago, <laughs> you've got 14 and channel 15. Cleveland, Ohio, 14 and 15. Dallas-Fort Worth, just channel 16. Detroit managed to steal channels 15 and 16. Yeah, look, I'm trying to make this something to listen to here, right? Houston, Texas only grabbed channel 17. LA grabbed channel 14, 15, 16, 
and 20. Miami, Florida got Channel 14. New York, New York, we got channels 14, 15, 16. And a side note, where I live right here, we've got Channel 19 also. Philadelphia's got Channel 19 and 20. Pittsburgh, PA, you've got Channel 14 and 18. San Fran and Oakland, California's 14 and 17. And Washington, D.C. got 17 and 18. So, again, these channels in these 11 cities were redesignated out to public safety and not UHF TV. So, like I said here, in Nassau County, New York, special exemption has been added to also give Channel 19 in our state as well, or actually in my area right here. And this is a really, really big problem. So we're reusing spectrum, right? You can see how this is happening, how things are being reused here. Primary use was TV. Well, reallocated now. Secondary use is public safety. We only have 50 miles around the center, each one of these cities, these major metropolitan areas, to use the TV band. So what happens now? When you're the secondary user on a system, well, all is fun and games until something else happens. A magical condition happens with the environment we talked about earlier, right? With skip ducting and propagation. But it's a lot more than just that that happens here, right? We've got digital. We've got P25. We've got technology out here now that's an all or nothing solution. Now, in analog, not really so much of a problem, right? You get some errors or you get some noise on the, on, on the transmission, right? You, you can kind of play through with analog. But when you've got zeros and ones, you've got digital technology, you've got things that need to be time-aligned in certain situations. And when you've got interference coming in on a digital frequency, it's havoc because now zeros and ones can't go back together again. Think about what happens if you've got say, satellite TV, right? And a really bad storm comes in. All of a sudden, now your bit area goes up and you can't watch TV anymore or your TV starts glitching, right? You can kind of tell what's going on, but you really can't watch that TV channel, right? The same thing happens to your radios when you try to receive a digital signal when you have other signals coming in and interfering with it. So we are jumping into the break really early right now because I want to split this podcast episode up really into two complete different sections here again it's another quick episode as a reminder anybody who's a patreon supporter at the three and a five dollar level you guys don't get this break everybody else will have to listen to it unless you hit the fast forward button on your podcast player of choice so when we conclude on the other side of this break we'll talk about what's happening what's being done and how they are fixing this issues with digital tv or even analog tv in the uhs spectrum and p25 we'll be right back after this really quick break Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com slash support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in a market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in a market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. 
This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly phil at eastcoastpagers.com do you have a new scanner you having problems understanding how it works maybe you're new to the entire home patrol database of programming and you can't figure out sentinel did you get a new sdr and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use unitrunker dsd plus maybe set up a pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works the podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com. Dot com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so we alluded to this on the previous side of the break, right? In session 182, we talked about skip ducting, propagation. Certain times of the year, this really happens. It happens more frequently, right? Spring, summer, here in the Northern Hemisphere, that would be December-ish, Christmas time in the Southern Hemisphere. So we talked with Lloyd Van Horn back in session 177. He said when he is spotting or looking for DX stations in the FM broadcast band, there's nothing better than your radio in your car to get the job done. So let's think about that, right? Okay. FM radio, you don't move it from 188, I'm sorry, from 88 to 108 megahertz. Public safety, especially UHF T-band, 470 to 520, there is definitely, I'm not going to dispute, a large difference in frequency between VHF and UHF. However, when you have 
skipping and ducting and whatnot else. The minimum usable frequency to get these propagations to happen here will increase. They'll, they'll go up. And what happens is you have out-of-market TV signal coming in where it shouldn't come. So what happens when we, again, talk with, with Lloyd? He says, what I said before, nothing's better than your radio in your car to find out when this is happening. It doesn't take any special equipment. So if this is happening in your car radio using your standard antenna on your car, don't you think that a tuned antenna with a little bit of gain for UHF and a car in the same area with the same kind of more or less radio is going to get interference from TV stations that are out of market just as easy as it could a FM radio station that's out of market? Yeah. And when you're talking about digital on the two-way radio side, Again, it's zeros and ones. It's all or nothing. Now, think about your car at ground level getting hammered by an out-of-market TV station. What do you think is happening at the receiver end of a repeater site or trunk system that has antennas 100-plus feet up in the air on towers, on mountains, on buildings? Their line of sight is much greater than your car, and you don't think that they're getting hammered? On the receive side from these out-of-market digital TV stations, for anybody who's familiar with the state of New York here, on Long Island, again, we've got, or in the city, we've got a couple channels. You go up to the thruway and you go across Interstate 90, now all of a sudden you've got the same channels on, on, on TV that you do down here. Go down to Virginia, same channels on TV that you have up here. You can get out-of-market up the eastern seaboard. When it comes to FM radios. So the same thing does happen here on P25. So I know for a fact the local P25 system here in Nassau County is having problems. It's been no secret. Every spring, early summer, they can't get on the network. They're actively taking the EDAC system is now off the air on 800 megahertz. They've repurposed those frequencies, and they built a new layer on the existing P25 network as an 800 layer. They're going to start taking all of these UHF radios that they've been having nothing but problems with in the spring and the summer and start reissuing 800 megahertz radios. Same infrastructure, same P25 network ID, the whole, the whole bit on that side, but they need new radios. New York City has the same problem. New York City has a, a UHF, a 700, and an 800 megahertz system. Well, they sunset the old Type 2 system on 800, and they took the UHF system and rolled it both into 700 megahertz. So now they got one 700 megahertz P25 system. They got off the UHF. Okay. Completely closed shop on there. So we can see now that, yeah, digital TV from out of market is causing problems on digital spectrum in the UHF T-band. What about everything else, right? We talked about it earlier. NYPD, FDNY, they all have frequencies in the eight, 480s. They're analog, okay? It's not the same. It's a problem, but it's not the same kind of problem. Your analog, you can go over this stuff. There's so many radios on analog in that UHF T-band here. It's impossible to move. The only way to get these people off is to build bigger and bigger systems in P25 land, up in 700 megahertz. And until that happens, there's no way that the T-band buyback is going to happen. In fact, at this point, too, I think it's a, it's done, right? T-band buyback was given up, given up on. So what does this mean? This means that 
in order to alleviate the problem, to stop the issue with the uh, digital TV on UHF TV band, on P25 systems, and I guess even DMR at this point too, right? Because it's all digital. They're vacating. They're going someplace else. They have to move. They've got to get off that spectrum. And again, public safety is spending the money, and they're going up to their old they're all 700 or they're all 800 frequencies they had for their type 2, Motorola type 2s and their EDAC systems. And they're repurposing those frequencies and bringing P25 up there. So it's a way around the issues. It's a very clever way around the issues. Not only are they keeping their licenses, but they're actually gaining more use out of them by going with phase two. Their expense, though, is having to buy brand new field units equipment, new mobiles, and new portables. So with that, yes, easy fix, little complicated, a lot of pain points, a lot of long-time pain points, because I know the system here in Nassau County has been around for quite a while. But this does happen. It's documented that this is definitely a problem with P25 networks. So with that, if you've got a P25 digital network and you have T-band where you live, primarily as 11 cities, keep an eye on them. See what's happening. Start searching around 700 800. See if you find these same WACN codes or the same NAC IDs that you see on UHF systems. I haven't looked at your reference to see how many there are out there. But I know there's two, and now there's only one in my neck of the woods. So with that, let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I know it's a quick one, but this is just something else, right? Another little bit of information. These are like little... Little mini sessions we got going on here. So if you know somebody that would benefit from learning about the T-band and P25 and digital TV interference, please share this podcast episode with them and let us know how we did. Leave a comment over at scannerschool.com slash session 193. Or if you're listening to us over on YouTube, you know the drill. Leave a comment down below because we definitely read every single comment. And we won't be able to answer them, but we definitely do read them. And again, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter on our website over at scannerschool.com. And make sure you keep an eyeballs on our social media channels because we've got something really cool that should be out. If it's not out now, it should be out any week now. So make sure you follow us over at Twitter, Instagram, and over on Facebook. So again, this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. Again, next week is another Ask Scanner School, and we'll catch you live on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Twitter too. Next Tuesday at 8 p.m. U.S. time. And again, go over to uh, the YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe so you know when we go live over there. So with that, we'll catch you all again next week. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and again, this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about Scanner Radio Hobby 73.